Hey, how many people showed up? Uh, no one yet. Did you send the address? Yeah. Just add some sound effects. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, the other day, I heard Alaska's favorite pastime is drowning fish. No? So, the other day, I heard Alabama created the toothbrush. If it was created in any other state, it would have been called the teeth brush. You, you can add laughter. I can't. All right, so this is Solving Problems and Starting New Ones, a show that tries to be an incubator of great ideas and a place to challenge popular wisdom. Today, we're going to solve poverty and we're going to search for the truth. You'll get all this from a guy on the street perspective. But before we get to that, let's move on to the weather with Macho Weatherman Savage. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Hey, I was told, first of all, oh, I don't know. It looks like I'm not coming in on the, on the screen here because I was told Christmas colors and it's, I hate red. Everybody knows I hate red, but so green is my Christmas color. So Boston's going to get three elbows. Oh, yeah. Colorado, Colorado's going to get five and a half elbows. Oh, yeah, that's a lot of elbows. That's a lot of snow. Oh, yeah. Phoenix, Arizona, 15 elbows. You've never seen that before. That's right. Oh, yeah. Seattle, Washington, negative five elbows. They owe me a couple elbows, actually. That's kind of funny, huh? There might be a little bit of earthquake somewhere in California. Nobody really mentioned that, but who knows? Hey, I get a chance to be right, but who knows? Neil, back to you, dig it! I think he's still going. For our season finale, I wanted to do something special for our first segment. I'm going to introduce a plan that will end poverty in the inner city, get some money in the pockets of hardworking middle-class Americans, help people with addiction problems afford the help they need, end violence and homicides in these areas, improve the failing school systems which have been hurt by low tax revenue, and I'm going to do all this without Congress and without raising taxes. Now for a guy like me that's, you know, pretty easy. But can I have all this explained in 90 seconds? Let's find out. This is the Poor City Plan. And in a poor part of a city, they may have issues with violence, drug abuse, accessibility to jobs, and poorly funded schools. So how do we fix this? Let's say there are 200 households in this area. First step, buy all the property. Between homes and complexes, each household would cost an estimated $300,000, totaling $60 million. Next step, give $5,000 to all the households for every year that they have lived there. On average, 12 years is the time lived in these areas, totaling $12 million. Third step, renovate and build. Add an additional 200 units. The average cost per unit, $65,000, which brings the total to $26 million, which leaves us with a grand total to $98 million. Now, how do we pay for it? allow the public to invest. For what these units would sell for, you would easily double any dollar invested. That's a better investment than most stocks. Is this a perfect plan that will absolutely work? No clue. Now, the script I'm reading just has a bunch of crossed out math and swear words, so the end, I guess. I spent the entire budget on that.
But you get the idea of what I'm trying to do. Is it a perfect plan? Probably not. Could it work? Probably not. What I'm trying to do is illustrate how far you would need to go to fix these problems in these parts of the city. It isn't the kings and queens above us that are, you know, going to solve society's ills. So this raises the question of, are we going to continue letting the elites, who know nothing of what's going on in the streets, continue telling us how they can solve everything? It seems to me like I drop my car off to get the brakes fixed, and they can't do it, but they return it with a louder horn. It's not what I asked for. It's not what anybody asked for. It's up to us to think bigger, help ourselves, stop the bleeding, and get things done. We'll be back after this. When he throws a glass bottle at full force, it doesn't shatter. When he's reading comics, nobody interrupts him. He's been left swiped so many times on Tinder, he can't look right. He's the most uninteresting man in the world. I don't often drink beer. Alright folks, we're back and for our last segment we're going to talk about the media. We're going to talk about what the problems are and we're going to try and find the truth. When I'm putting these shows together, I'm constantly fact-checking and doing research and I really struggle to find an outlet for the truth. I can't attempt to figure out how to resolve a problem if I can't figure out where it all began or if someone's messing around with the datas and the numbers and playing that kind of game. You know, and a lot of people do that to sell, you know, sell their ideology to me, you know. Right now, the biggest podcast going is by New York Times. It's called 1619. It's how the first slaves came to America in 1619. But that completely leaves out the slave rebellion that happened 100 years earlier in South Carolina. It's been over 400 years, and we still can't get the story right? I would imagine in about 400 years from now, we'll learn the truth about the current president's nationalities. My guess would be 50% German, 50% McNugget. But it is the New York Times, after all, a paper that wrote about the Holocaust in the 40s and put it on page 8. Now, there's a lot of talk about the educated versus the uneducated. But when it comes to finding or seeking the truth, your level of education or lack of doesn't really matter. The only thing that matters is just this question. How informed are you? If you want to talk about gun regulations, climate change solutions, and you don't know the arguments from left, right, up, down, all around, then you're really just some asshole putting gasoline on the fire. You're not, you're not trying to extinguish it as much as you think you might be. So, are the informers, the news organizations, are they doing a good job? Well, let's examine where we get our information from. On television, you have around 90% of the news that's delivered to you is owned by five corporations. That's Rupert Murdoch, Disney, Warner Media, and the vast majority of the news that you read on the internet is owned by just 15 billionaires. How could that go wrong? Could it get repetitive? There is no there, there. There's no there, there. There is no there, there. There's no there, there. There's no there, there. There is so far no there, there. There's no there, there. There's no there, there. There is no there, there. There's no there there. There is no there there. There's no there there. There's no there there. There's no there there. There's no there there. There is no there there. Or maybe, maybe it could cause a suppression in stories. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. 
Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story. In some ways, this is, and, and this is the first thing people tend to talk about with the book, uh, a big body of investigative reporting that's carefully fact-checked and is about these vast circles of mutual protection in Hollywood, mm. in politics, um, not just in the States, around the world. But it's also, as you say, this very personal story. It's about a low point in my life. Uh, I was losing my job over this story, the Weinstein story. Well, I'm sure we can find the whole truth there. It's not like corporations are going to protect their own interests or anything, right? Well, what about thought leaders like, uh, say, Bill Maher? I feel like the bottom has to fall out at some point. And by the way, I'm hoping for it because I think one way you get rid of Trump is a crashing economy. Yeah. So please bring on the recession. Yeah. Sorry if that hurts people. Thanks, rich guy. What about uh, John Oliver? Highly factual, well-sourced. Here's him talking about charter schools. And charters in some states can have an alarming failure rate. Two years ago, a Florida paper found that since 2008, 119 charter schools had closed there, 14 of which had never even finished their first school year. A lot of good points were brought up in that entire segment. I, I highly recommend checking it out. But what fails to get mentioned is bad charter schools close down. Bad public schools don't. Which one do you think we should be focusing on? And here's the thing. People are always trying to sell you on an idea, their idea, instead of letting the truth find the solution. Now, how about YouTube? Any good thought leaders there? Look, I'm not gonna tell you what pronouns you have to use. I'm just gonna tell you how I use pronouns and my reasoning behind it, and you are welcome to use your free speech to choose how much of an obstinate hobgoblin you wanna be, okay? That's a very popular show on the old YouTube called ContraPoints where an intelligent transgender speaks out, among other things, about the insensitivity towards transgender people. Which brings us to our next sponsor. Transgender chicken tenders. Is it steak? Ladies and gentlemen, all I'm trying to do is find the truth. Not people's opinions, not their ideology, just the truth. Hey, look everybody, it's Jesus Christ. Jesus, are you here to remind us that the truth can be found written in our hearts etched in our minds and engraved in our souls? And the only way to find the truth is through deep thinking and perseverance? Actually, I was going to say, listen to NPR. Aren't you a little white to be from the Middle East? Anyway, I was hoping we'd find the truth, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. I probably should have picked a better topic for our season finale, but when you break into a studio, you're sort of under the gun and, you know, time is a factor. But I think this show is a good place to find the truth. Sure, half the time the podcast needs subtitles, but I think it's a good place to start. If you enjoyed this live show, hit the subscribe button on YouTube. If we hit 100 subscribers, and right now we're at three, if we hit 100 subscribers, we'll do another live show. So we'll see you next month for season two, where I'm going to hide this face behind the old podcast mic. Because that's where it belongs. No. <laughs> so you'll hear from us next month for season two of Solving Problems and Starting New Ones. Gotta go.